0: Welcome to Crossroad Church's Sermon of the Week podcast. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Bob Ellis. Last week, I started a new series about God's love, and it seems very appropriate being in February when we when we start thinking about um, about Valentine's Day and all that. Unless unless you were like some of the people like me when I walked into to the Walmart the day after Christmas, and there was already Valentine's candy in the store. Uh, some people, I guess, think about uh, uh, love a little earlier than February, but for those of us that are a little later to the game, we're going to be using this whole month to look at passages in Scripture that talk about God's love. And And last week I shared probably the most common or the most popular passage as it deals with God's love, where, where God introduces uh, a, a kind of a, a new dynamic or a new way of understanding his love, and this was, was this was through Jesus's encounter with Nicodemus. At uh, Nicodemus came to visit him at night because he was afraid of what other people would think, and so out of that that uh, that meeting. And Jesus shared the passage of John three sixteen, and many of us would would know that, and which also explains God's love. And so this was new for Nicodemus. Um, Jesus showed, uh, shared with him how this was, and and even questioned him a little bit, and and threw at him a little bit of tough love. And so last week was 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 tough love, God's tough love, but it wasn't so tough that that we couldn't be reconciled or we couldn't get close to Him, but it. Was was a tough love. Well, today we're going to look at another very famous passage in Scripture. And I say famous, and if, if you're, if you, maybe you're just new to Christianity, and, and it's not so famous. I don't want that to throw you. But this is a story that, that is used, and in, in, in phrases are used and thrown out there, whether people know the whole story or not. It's, it's the story of the prodigal son found in, in the Gospel of Luke in the New Testament. And the Bible says, and it picks up in Luke chapter 15, verse 11. It says, to illustrate this point further, Jesus told this story. Well, the point he's making is, is the Pharisees and other people were like, why are you hanging out with people who, who don't look churchy? Why do you hang out with sinners? Why do you hang out with people that we wouldn't hang out with? And these were the, the religious types. And, and Jesus tells some stories, and this is one of the stories he tells. He says, a man had two sons, and the younger son told his father, I want my share of your estate now before you die. So his father agreed to divide his wealth between his two sons. A few days later, his younger son packed all his belongings and moved to a distant land, and there he wasted all his money in wild living. About the time the money ran out, a great famine swept over the land, and he began to starve. He persuaded a local farmer to hire him, and the man sent him into his field to feed pigs. The young man became so hungry that even the pods he was feeding the pigs looked good to him, but no one gave him anything. Verse 17 continues the story where it says, When he finally came to his senses, he said to himself, At home, even the hired servants have food enough to spare, and here I am dying of hunger. I will go home and and say, and say, and go home to my father and say, Father, I've sinned against both heaven and you, and I am no longer worthy of being called your son. Please take me on as a hired servant." And so Jesus is, is telling, he's using this parable or this story to answer the Pharisees or the religious types question about why do you hang out with people who we wouldn't hang out with? Why do you like people that we don't like? Um, and and they were making uh, this, this point that that if he were holy, if he were, if he were really representing God, he would know that these are bad people, and why would he do that? And so Jesus shares the story of, of a man who, the man in the story, the father, uh, is God in, the, in, the, in this passage. And, and, and so he has this son, and the son wants his inheritance. The son wants his inheritance, and he wants it now while the father is alive. And so and the father gives him his inheritance, and he goes off and he blows it. And so in this passage, as we're, as we're, as we're seeing what's developing here, uh, the, the, ma- the man or the father in the story is representing God, and then the, the son who goes off into wild living is representing a sinner. Well, before we put too much distance between us and the prodigal son, we need to understand that we've all sinned and we've all fallen short of God's glory. We've all blown it. We've all been uh, at a place where, where God isn't first in our lives. But the Bible says that the young man was given his inheritance. See, what has been shared, what was shared with him and what's been shared with us is this great inheritance. God has given you and I the inheritance. It means that that when if you think about inheritance usually it's when someone dies they pass on something to someone else. Well, in this story, the parable of the prodigal son, he says I want it now while you're alive. And and we have been given this promise of an inheritance. In Colossians chapter 3, the great apostle Paul says this: Whatever you do, work heartily as, as for the Lord and not for men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive an inheritance as your reward. You are serving the Lord Christ. And, and so, so Paul says, One day you and I, when we when we live this life for him, we will get this inheritance. Now in this story, this is a story of a man who didn't appreciate the reward that was going to come. In fact, he wanted this slice of this world now, and he, and he really blew it. And what's fascinating about the passage is the father gave it to him. The father would have known the temperament of the son. He would have known his weaknesses. He would have known what was going to happen. But, but the father in the parable, God the father, knows our weaknesses. And so the young man was not forced to obey the father. was not forced to submit to his rules or his ways. Instead, God gave him free will. Each and every one of us have been given this free will to follow him. And, and he says, I've got this reward for you. I've got something good for you. But this is the inheritance. And, and we're like, oh, we want, we want our inheritance now. In other words, we want to substitute heaven for earth. We want now, we, what we want is, we want all of this because we don't see eternity. Or we don't have patience for eternity. I mean, and truthfully, patience is, is one of those things where, um, you, maybe you've heard the, the old saying, the old prayer, God give me patience, but give it to me now. Impatience sometimes eludes us, in, and if you're impatient, you can miss out on something. Uh, there, there are people who have, who get impatient, can, can blow a relationship uh, they can choose wrong. They can choose improperly. They could, they could settle for someone who's not uh, who God has for them. People who are impatient can go after a job that's really, in their heart, they know they shouldn't be doing that job. Maybe it's got a moral problem with it, or maybe there's an issue with it, and we settle. And, and, and maybe through life, we, we go through these moments where we, we want something. What about our, our buying habits? Oh, I've got to have that now. And so impatience, we usually sacrifice, if we're impatient, something on the back end for something we want to have right now. And in this story, God says, or Jesus is telling the story about the Father's love for the Son. And even though he loves him, he gives gives him um, the free will to choose. And so the, the sun goes off, and, and as the story continues, you see him begging. In fact, the scripture says in verse 15, he persuaded a local farmer to hire him. Actually, that word persuaded is a, is a little different word. In, in the original Greek, it's actually the word glued. He glued himself to a farmer, to a pig farmer. And so, so the son who traded his inheritance for what was to come for now, the immediate, he, he blew it. And now he finds himself begging. He's wasted all of his money, and now he's glued. Or, I mean, think about uh, the, like super glue or Elmer's glue. These different types of glue Or now it's gorilla glue. But, but imagine gluing yourself to something that it goes against everything you believe. You see, for a Jewish young man, the idea of eating pork, much less taking care of pigs, would have been an offense to the family. It would have made him unclean. In fact, as long as he would continue to work with the pigs, he would be considered unclean. He'd be in a perpetual state of uncleanliness. And so, so here, as the story goes, the young man is super glued. He's glued to the farmer. And he even gets to the place where he's so hungry, he desires what the pigs are eating. But it says no one will give him anything. See, see this is what happens when, when we choose to glue ourselves to the wrong things. The, the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 16, but the person who is joined to the Lord is one in one spirit with him. Well, the, the previous verse there actually says, but the one who's joined to a prostitute or someone who's joined with someone of bad reputation is also one with them. And, and so you and I make choices. The young man in the story made a choice. And, and maybe if you're still kind of wondering, well, how does this have to do with God's love? Well, well God loves the young man. God loves us, but he allows us to go down this certain path so we can learn a few things about him. And, and what we're going to see a little later is, is as he comes to his senses, and I think this is a, another whole passage for repentance, and, and I'm not saying there are not consequences of sin, there's not consequences in judgment, but I want you to just see the latter part of this passage where, where God's love is on full display. He says, he, he, he makes acknowledgement that I'm just going to go home and, and apologize. Let's pick up at verse 20. Verse 20 says, So he returned home to his father, and while he was still a long way off, his father saw him coming. Filled with love and compassion, he ran to his son, embraced him, and kissed him. One of the most, for me, one of the most amazing images that pops into my mind when I read Scripture is this one. Now, there's a few others. I mean, for sure, Jesus on the cross and the, the, the tomb sequence. Moses raising the staff in the Red Sea uh, comes into my mind. Um, parting of the sea. But this, this image of, of a young man who decided he was going to waste his inheritance, choose it now, and give up what's later... Um, who went and glued himself to all the wrong things, he now finds his way back after and through repentance. He's coming back. And instead of the father just waiting there with his arms crossed, waiting for his son to crawl and beg his way back, the Bible says that the father takes off running towards the son. And this is because of his love and compassion. Now, let's go back. Verse 11 says to illustrate this point. Of the story, the reason Jesus is telling the story in the first place is because the Pharisee says, why are you hanging out with people who've blown it? And here's the answer. And Jesus shows us because the love of God is different. God's love is a different kind of love. Now maybe you've get been given the best kind of love. Maybe you've been, maybe that was through a spouse. Maybe that was through a mom or a dad. Maybe a grandparent. Maybe you've had a great kind of love displayed all your life. But, but there's something here. It's a different kind of love. It's a love that's not common to the world for the world to see. And This is the love of God. Though, though he glued himself to the bad things, though he, he wasted his inheritance, the Bible says God is running. The Father is God in, the, in this parable. He's running towards the Son. This is how much God loves you. This is a different kind of love. And if, if you've experienced it, you know what I'm talking about. But if you don't know what I'm talking about, if you've never heard this before, then this, is, this might strike you as a different kind of love. This is in stark contrast of what the, the love that the world represents. In fact, the world wants, uh, wants us to, to love it before it will love us back. The Bible says that God loves us before we ever loved him. In fact, before we ever knew him, he loved us. God, God's love always outruns our returns. I, I think about passages in scripture where, 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 where somebody's running a race. And, and one of my favorites is when Jesus is crucified and he's resurrected and there's this, there's this story that he's alive and he's no longer in the tomb. And they tell it to Peter and John. They take off running to the tomb and John outruns Peter because he's younger and he's probably in better shape. But when he gets to the tomb, he doesn't go in. He kind of waits, and Peter goes down. Peter has a lot lot to figure out with this because Peter has just denied him. And and this this image of them running to the tomb. But when they get there, he's not there. You see, God's love always outruns our returns. When you're returning to God, he's a step ahead of you. In fact, he's already there to meet you this is a story of a different kind of love. The Bible says that when he gets back, not only does the father run to him, it says his son says to him, he's got this speech already prepared, and he says, Father, I've sinned against both heaven and you, and I'm no longer worthy of being called your son. This is important. Don't get me wrong. The idea that we have to confess our sins, the Bible says if we do this, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins. So this is important. I don't want to take anything away from this. This is a necessary step to returning. But God's running. God's love is running towards us, the sinner. And this is what Jesus is telling the Pharisees. These people are important to me. These people matter. And, he, and, he, and in the story, he says, The father says to the servant, Quick, bring the finest robe in the house and put it on him. Get a ring for his finger and sandals for his feet and kill the calf we've been fattening we must celebrate with a feast for his son, the son of mine was dead and now he is returned to life he was lost but he but now he is found you see god's love is is more ready to celebrate than to say i told you so we don't see an i told you so in this passage we see a different kind of love and and just just i want you to think a little bit as as we as we conclude here this this morning bow your heads close your eyes and just and just think about the the kind of love that god has for you maybe you've never experienced that love before i believe today is a day to experience this different kind of love let's pray god if there's anyone today whether they're listening here in person or listening online that just has never experienced that kind of unconditional, that different kind of love that you offered here in this story, that that this is the the kind of love you're offering us right now. If there's someone who just hasn't experienced that, I, I pray that they would just follow the steps of the prodigal son and just say, Father, I'm sorry. And because what's after that is is the amazing thing when when we when we return god's already a step ahead of us you are already a step ahead of us god and and i pray that anyone listening today would would return to you and just experience your love and lord if if there's if there's just a moment that's going through our head where we think we're not worthy to even be in your presence whether we've been a christian all of our lives and maybe just stumbled this week and and maybe we just feel like man how could how could god love me lord would we be reminded that your love is a different kind of love we pray this in jesus name amen for more information about this podcast and other ministries visit crossroads tx.church